Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Ladies and gentlemen, hello there. My name is Bartholomew Winston Third. I'm the new character being introduced to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. Andy and Aries are currently unavailable right now because they're in Europe restocking on A&A Ale to make sure I have it. See, that's the thing with the rich. We're not like the poor. We get whatever we want, first and foremost. As a matter of fact, just so you know, I am rich, which means I'm eloquent and exquisite. When I orgasm, I don't come. I cream. And my semen is made of a hollandaise sauce with a twist of lemon citrus, jalapenos, and capers. <laughs> I'm getting a bit Parched. I want something to drink. I want my white butler to bring me a glass of A&A Ale. Oh, Stefan! That's nice, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spearsburg Pod Twitter, Spearsburg Pod uh, Instagram, Spearsburg Pod YouTube, Spearsburg Pod Patreon, Hits 101, What's Hattening? And coming out new, Spearsburg Band-Aids for when we hurt your fucking feelings. Oh, look at that. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're also going to be, you're going to be listening to this when we're in Kansas City Improv this week. Uh, and then on the 19th through the 21st, you can find us at the Cleveland Improv. <gasps> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then you're gonna, we're going to be in Tacoma on the 20th. Tacoma, what what is it? It's Tacoma Com- Comedy Club. Yeah, Tacoma yeah. Comedy Club. Yeah. That's 26 one of my through the favorite 20th. spots for Triple D. That chicken, yeah. what they call it? It's uh, chicken that, fried it's steak. steak. Yeah, that soul food place. With that gravy. Oh, 
boy. We'll give you a shout out before we. I don't have. We haven't. You don't remember the name of it, do you? I don't. We'll look it up before. Is it called the kitchen? Something kitchen. Yes. You got. Is it Southern Kitchen? It's Southern, Southern kitchen. kitchen. There you go. God, are we just. <laughs> Yeah, that felt like the Blues Brothers, nigga. I'll have some white bread. Yeah, and uh, four fried chicken wings. <laughs> um, the yeah. Blues Brothers, what they want to eat? One wants dry white toast, a half a chicken. Jake Elwood. Okay. So, uh, yeah, come check us out. If you're in one of those cities, we would appreciate you coming out. Uh, and uh, we're going to give a shout out to uh, Southern Kitchen before we... Uh, we might have to talk about the menu. Yeah, yeah. We'll get out there. Um, this first one is from my girl, my my girl, my girl, my girl, our girl Shamora Emery. Um, Shamora, I, I I was I was perusing through, um, YouTube and I found this clip, this old clip of Eddie Murphy and Stevie Wonder on SNL, and I it just it reminded you how brilliant of a singer. An icon Stevie Wonder is. So he does you better justice than I. So what I'm going to do is from now on, when I read your email, instead of me singing my Sherry Amore, I'm going to have uh, Stevie Wonder do it. Uh, and I'm going to cut the Eddie part out because we don't need that part. It'll just be Stevie. Uh, so through the magic of editing, our guy Steve is going to fix this. So without further ado, Shamor, this is for you. My Sherry Amore, pretty little one I adore. You're the only girl the heart beats for. Harvesty, you were mine. From my girl Shamore. And she writes, One Night in Miami. Hello to the entire ANA family. First, let me say I really enjoyed the movie as a whole. I thought the actors, for the most part, did a good job, with the exception of the Ali characterization. I thought that I thought he was entirely over the top and ventured into buffoonery. The only time I liked him was when he was angry at Malcolm because he acted like a real person. Other than that moment, there didn't seem to be any nuance to his performance. The real Ali was a great showman and turned it on when cameras were on him. This portrayal of him seemed as if he never had a quiet or reflective moment in his private life. He actually came across childish to me. I like the Jim Brown actor and character. I just wish the actor would have been physically bigger. I love the Malcolm portrayal. I didn't compare him to Denzel because there is no comparison. This is the way I see it. Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies of all time. That doesn't mean Casino isn't a great movie. Both have the same director. They're about the mob and star De Niro and Pesci. Yes, I like Goodfellas more, but that doesn't take away how good Casino is for me. I thought the Malcolm actor had mannerisms and speech down really well. I also liked how they showed him being conflicted about Nation of Islam, and he was ready to leave. Malcolm came across as self-righteous at times, and I love that. I love any movie that's not afraid to show our heroes weakness or vanities. My absolute favorite was Sam Cooke. I thought he was amazing. I thought his character had the most emotional range, and he absolutely nailed it. I think this was a fantastic debut, and Regina is on her way to being a really good director. I wanted to ask you, as an actor and impressionist, why is it so hard to perfect Ali? The reviews haven't been great for Denzel's The Little Things movie, but we absolutely loved it. We were on the edge of our seats the last 30 minutes, especially. I forgot about that damn movie. And Cush Soul has been 
beating that into my dome. And there were several twists we didn't see coming. What did you think? I'm a big fan uh, of slow burn movies. I love assassination, assassination of Jesse James, Brad Pitt, Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood, Revenant, DiCaprio. There will be blood, Daniel Day-Lewis, etc. I don't think too many people these days have the patience for this type of pacing. How do you feel about these types of movies? Stay safe and keep ANA flowing. CE. Um, <clears throat> as I told you, because I know, Shamor, you, you kind of hit me up in the DM uh, about this. I, I was in and out of sleep on it, uh, not because it was a bad movie, because I was just tired. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I remember most of it. Um, to answer your question, and I know I've stated this about Ali, when you've seen the actual movie Ali, where Ali plays himself, well, there you go. What's better than that? Now, Ali is not an actor, um, but it's not hard to play yourself. You have to be really bad if you can't even play yourself. Um but I think too many people try to make Ali, they try to play him real, but it's hard to not slip into an impression. Because again, when you listen to Ali's cadence, when you listen to how he talks, Ali talks on the rhythm, man. He often says, man, you know, when he doesn't just say second, he goes, second. I'll beat that man in 20 seconds. When I get in that rang, he don't say ring, he says rang. So I think people hear that. And they, and they often overdo it, Ali, a la my, my, my thoughts on Will Smith. Um, like I said, the, the person who I saw play Ali the best, Darius McRae from Family Matters. I forget what it was that he played him on, but I thought Darius McRae was bananas. I didn't think this dude was bad, but I thought there were times where I went, Ugh. and there were other times where I kind of dug it. Um... I agree with you. The dude that played Sam Cooke, phenomenal. Even though we've never seen a Sam Cooke portrayal. But that's what makes it, that's what gives him so much more range and openness to I do agree. Sam Cooke. I agree. Because we don't have it to compare, it's, it's not a comparative. Right. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you, what you just said, the guy playing Malcolm X, at first I couldn't stand it. Because I'm going to compare you to Denzel. And anything compared to Denzel is a loss. But towards the end, he kind of was winning me. I still think when you compare him to Denzel, damn, it's it's a tough thing. But he was he, he kind of won me towards the end. But I think that had more to do with the context of the film and the situation than his performance. Um, Algis Hodge as Jim Brown. I thought he was a little too tall for Jim Brown. Um and again, from what I've seen in Jim Brown, not from an acting standpoint, but from an interview standpoint, Jim always had that stoic, didn't speak too fast, you know, real, I'm looking you in the intimidating, looking you in the face, I'm not loud. And I thought Aldis captured that. I just thought physically he was a little too tall. Um, but again, as far as the movie, I have to watch it again to assess what I thought about the movie. Uh, I, okay. Cause I know what you told me. Yeah. I didn't, I, I did not like uh, it. I know. I, it's not that I didn't like the movie. I felt, first of all, it feels like a play and I don't know if this was a play before. Cause it really, the movie really takes place in one room. I mean, there's little things that happened before, but the, right. the movie's in one room. Right. That being said, 
the uh, Malcolm X character. You know, and, and it's just from what I, I got. I have to do say this in two parts, though. The the it, it, he comes off not strong in the beginning, and I and I felt that and where it, Denzel is so powerful, and, and there's an energy to, to if, when you watch the speeches, when you watch him talk, mm-hmm. when you, when, even when he is not being uh, not 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 in a speech in an interview when he's just giving you. His, his facts, his story, how the way he's portraying what he wants to, to let you know, there's an energy about him that I didn't think got captured. The Denzel did capture the energy. Right. So, the, but now here's where I, I, I'm, I pulled back a little bit on this after I talked to you about this. I also have to understand that this is in a room with four black men mm-hmm. who could be four black men. Right, and they could display anything they wanted to in that room. And this isn't just for black men; this is for uh, conquering their industry. Black men at a very difficult time. At a very difficult time. So it's how they would uh, interact with each other is completely different. So when you when you talked about Ali, I really got what you're saying about Ali because Ali was uh, very intelligent, very... And I could see him fucking with Jim Brown a lot more. Like, th- right. those scenes, that makes sense because they're both athletes. They both have this... Uh, uh, the top of their athletic game. That makes sense that they would be have a different way of interacting with each other. Almost in, um, in, in Ali's more, you know... Like, I, I, I hate to say this about Ali, but I'm... I, I, and, and you might differ with me, but I would imagine that Ali and Jim Brown, if they were in the same room together, would kind of be a little bit like Shaq and Barkley, where they go back at each other. They have a little... I don't know if that's a great comparison, because again, uh, Jim Brown was never a jokester. No. Even in Richard Pryor's joke, when he told the joke about Jim Brown coming to his house to basically say to him, what you want to do, man? You, you want to get right? You want to get healthy? Or you want to keep doing drugs? The, the, what yeah. he, what he, the way he portrayed Jim Brown to be is the way Jim Brown always came across. I ain't going to get loud. I ain't going to talk no quicker than this. The fact that I'm talking like this and I'm as physically imposing as I am scares the shit out you. Now, if I get angry, I'm going to kill you. So I, I don't know that him and Ali, he had that jokingness in him. But I think it would have been drier than what they do. Obviously, it would have stayed in that personality, but I'm saying right. the back and forth, I think, would have been there that that they that was kind of in that movie. There was a little back and forth between Ali and, and right. Ali. That's what I'm talking about. Right. But there would have been a back and forth like that. Um, drier. Obviously, you're, you're, you're correct. It would have been drier as a Jim Brown. Um, and it was. I thought that, that, that those two together played off each other well. Um, I understand the part about uh, Malcolm X at that time, uh, leaving the Nation of Islam, trying to figure out how he was going to... I just felt like he would have... I don't know that he would, even if it's with his friends and he wants people to come over with him, that you show... It it didn't feel strong to me. Like I think he would still want to have display that strength, like he said, where he brought Ali in. And you would want him to make him understand, you know, I'm I'm moving because it's better for. I, I just didn't get that that, that feeling. I I, I ha, I'm I'm lost on the Malcolm X character. I really didn't feel like I and hit, and, hit and you me. know I don't know if any of you would even remember or note this, but I'm gonna tell you the worst Malcolm X portrayal I've ever seen: Mario Van Peebles and Ali with Will Smith. Like, come on, man, come on now. Prior to that, we got Denzel. 
I like this dude's portrayal in One Night in Miami more than Mario. Mario Van Peebles, and I'm not trying to shit on Mario Van Peebles. And I like Mario Van Peebles. But, but he's, 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 you know, um, there's a pretty boyness. A, 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 I don't know if models the right. There's just something not gritty enough to me about him for Malcolm. And listen, when you talk about pretty boy, Denzel's one of the handsome, most sexiest men in cinema. But Denzel, like Brad Pitt, who is also that, is gritty. If you look at Denzel's body work, that motherfucker rolls his sleeves up. He plays in the mud. From, in terms of acting and chops and ability, I never got that from Mario Van Peebles. Ever. In what movie? In what movie can you name of Mario Van Peebles that you go, that nigga gets dirty? You could, that's Denzel's whole filmography. Come on, man. He shouldn't have been Malcolm X for one second. If he and I would have gotten that rang, he wouldn't have lasted one second. Mm -mm. But there is something to be said about this is a private, this is taking place, it is a movie, but it's supposed to be taking place as a private time between four. Right. Industry leaders uh, in a room where they could be who they were, and I don't feel that we got to who they were. Right, and and, and you know, I, I I gotta again, I can't dive too deep into all of that because again, I'm being honest. I was in and out of sleep. I was trying to watch it, but I was so tired that I didn't really watch. I didn't give it its just due, so I have to really watch it, and we have to return back to this. I'm only just speaking in terms of. The performances. Uh, but again, towards the end, with some of the context, uh, when dude, when God was playing Malcolm was trying to figure out the nation of Islam and all of that, he, he was winning me over. But and when I look at Denzel, I just went, uh, that's a tough act to follow, baby. The the, the moment where he kind of he kind of gets me to go with him on it mm -hmm. is when they're coming back from the rooftop. Right. And he's and they're talking about the bodyguards. He goes, I don't get to pick them. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized he wasn't in control of the situation either. So right. that he might have not been the Malcolm that we see because he's he's careful to control his presence when he's doing interviews. When right. he's, uh, he didn't when he has those bodyguards and he's thinking of leaving, he can't just be like, yeah, well. Right. You know, it's it's very controlled. He has to watch what he's doing at, at that moment. So that that gave me some insight. That was just a that was a, a moment that kind of made me realize, okay, he might not be the Malcolm that I have in my head and it's, right. that I've watched. And, and frankly, I don't know who I, I don't know the fan. You know, they always show Malcolm at home with the family in movies. Right. But I don't know Malcolm at home with the families. That's not how he's portrayed. Right. So you talking about from a film standpoint? From a film standpoint. Right. So. But like again, going back to the Sam Cook character because there's less uh, interpretation of Sam Cook. He did a great job. I mean, it was great, but I mean, he didn't have anything that he was going up against uh, the Sam Cook character. So I really, I, I, I actually enjoyed the movie, but I watched it more as a play, and it was enjoyable. I, it would have been interesting to see how that would have felt on the big screen, because that's the other comparison. Yeah, that's true. When someone's on a big screen, that's a that's literally a size coming at you. Versus the television, which is a smaller box. So, well, and the other thing that's kind of just just 
for this is when he's thinking about leaving the nation of Islam and then uh, the fame, the thing where Ali says where he's, the reporters came at him and then Ali says, no, I am Muslim. Right. It, it gives you the feeling like, Oh, Malcolm's going to get to bring uh, I don't know what feeling they got. It just, it didn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't go any further than that. This movie is one, like it says one night in Miami. It just gives you like hope. Maybe I don't know. Right. But it's uh, the only thing. Now, I, I really don't. I can't tear it apart any more than that. I, I, I just. I didn't feel some of the characters in, in it. That's fair. That's why it's subjective, baby. Um, mm, Kenneth Salter. What's up, Aries? I wasn't sure if I had to email you or DM you, but I was wondering. You guys always talk about the 70s through the 90s on your podcast. I was hoping that you guys could take some time to address the 2000s. From movies, <clears throat> excuse me, to music, to fashion, to politics, I'd say the 2000s was a great time for black folks as well. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear you guys' opinions on the podcast. Also, I've got an O Steve for you, which I will check out, Kenneth. Um, I gotta re- I gotta I gotta almost do some homework. Um, because I off the top of my dome <clears throat> and from my gut feeling. Can I read this? Yeah. From my gut feeling, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s were so eventful in terms of big things that happened. Um, and I'm not saying 2000s weren't, but they don't stick out to me. Like, like, like I could, again, for the mu- it felt like in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, there were so many things that were introduced to life that we had never seen before that was a big deal. By the 2000s, other than you know, the internet uh, and smartphones and things that are in in terms of technology, I don't know too much that was life-changing, that that shifted the gears in such a way that it was, like, monumental. Nothing nothing jumps out at me like that. Well, it usually, generally, takes 20 years for you to look at something um, as it's passed, and you need 20 years. We only have one year that we're past. It's 2000 that we were past. Well, 2000 is the, the year that we could look back. But now we're in 221, so yeah. it's been 21 years. Yeah, but I'm saying that's the only year that we have. It's <clears throat> the first year. Right. It just, I don't know that it's long enough. I mean, history reviews itself, and honestly, what happens is, is that the 70s look cooler probably because we take away a lot of the shit that's fucked up. We, we kind of highlight the stuff that we enjoyed more so. And then the big things that are bad. And then we compare them that way. Uh, but I think it's still too fresh. Uh, I think only now is, is it kind of reviewable, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But it's not uh, – enough time hasn't gone by. Yeah. And, and again, I, I'm, 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 almost, I'm almost quite sure I'm wrong. Um, I just again, like when you think of the '70s, the bell bottoms and the the afros and the and the things that were going on in politics and the rain and Muhammad Ali and sports and you know, do you believe in miracles? Like that, you could go on and on and on, and from the eight track player to the like. So there, there was so many things: the '80s and the shoulder pads and the hair and uh, the lifestyle and AIDS and sports wise, what on what went on in the '80s and in the '90s and Michael Jordan and you know, so it's just. Off, off the top of my dome, other than nine eleven, like I said, technology, smartphones, 
nothing is really jumping out at me like that. But it's an interesting look. So I, I think we'll definitely uh, make that a talking point and do some homework on that. Appreciate it, brother. Um, Lewis Blackshear. Questions for Aries. Hello, Aries and Andy. First of all, I want to let you both know I really enjoy the podcast. Y'all make me laugh so hard. I get lightheaded when driving my tractor trailer. Well, where the fuck do you live, nigga? <laughs> I'm glad it's in on tractor trailer, which means you, you know, in an open space and not on the freeway in your car. You don't want to get lightheaded then. I love each of your perspectives on everything. Um, ironically, I find myself in agreement with Andy about 90% of the time. Yeah, that's the end of this email. Uh, no. um, in terms of his wisdom, he applies to each perspective. However, the other 10% is simply our preferences for women. Although I've been married for 25 years to an amazing queen, like James Brown said, she's got to have a mother for me. Wow. My question for Aries is, are you opposed to being behind the scenes and writing? I asked this because I recently saw the video uh, posted a year ago with Alex Thomas in your comments about uh, being a court jester for Eddie Murphy. Of course, your comments were taken out of context. Let me stop, which is why I don't fuck with comedy hype no more. Because when Alex saw that interview, it was taken out of context. And he was pissed because I saw his rebuttal interview in which he shitted on me. And just a month prior to that, or whatever it was, uh, Andy and I were at the American Comedy Company in San Diego, and Alex was down there hanging out with us, and I let him do a guest, guest spot. And Alex and I have always been cool. Um, so I hated that that interview was taken out of context because when he saw it, it pissed him off, and he said a bunch of shit about me. Um, and I called him up personally and said, hey, man, that shit was taken out of context. Please don't be upset. But anyway, I digress. Um... But Alex Thomas did make a valid point about networking, just as your comments were about creating a business, about creating a business opportunities. I believe you have too much to offer behind and in front of the camera. What are your thoughts about networking and writing? Thanks, LB4. Um, you know, dude, I'm just listen. Money talks. So if somebody came at me with the right amount of money to write something, I wouldn't close the window. Um but I'm still at a point where I'm chasing something for me. And for me, uh, I, I want to see my, my success in front of the camera before I see it behind it. Um, but hey, man, sometimes the wind blows you in different directions. You know, I'm working on a book right now, which is something that I never thought about doing, but I'm doing it. Um, so you never know, man. Uh, sometimes you want to gear the ship yourself, and sometimes the ship, goes where the water takes it. So um, to answer your question, if the money was right, maybe, but I, that's not what my preference is. Um, can I comment on this? Please. See, I, think- I, I need all your wisdom and perfection, <laughs> as he put it. Well, no, but here's, here's the wisdom that I have for you. When you see a lot of people that move in different directions in, the, mm-hmm. in this business, and you said the wind blows. It isn't necessarily the wind blows. Opportunities come up because of networking. He brought up networking. Mm-hmm. You didn't come up with the group. Your network, you, I mean, you've networked, you, you're at Mad TV, you have that, that group that, uh, that you network. But it's different when you come up in a group of people, when you've been, when, when you struggled for five, 10, whatever years in, in New York or in LA, and you have that whole group of people that, you know, a lot of people peel off from doing stand up. 
or even right. acting, and they go into that to the writing part or the, to the directing or produce whatever it is, and they funnel you into those directions, mm-hmm. and you didn't really you didn't come up that way. It it changes for you a little bit. I think it. I think it's more difficult for you in that aspect. I, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt some of that. Um, but at this stage, me having done this for as long as I've done yeah, it, yeah, you have a network. I, I. No. 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 Not even that. I have a network. I. I just. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not married to one thing. Uh, definitely. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't say no to it, depending on the situation and the money. Um, whereas 15 years ago, I might have said, hell no. Yeah. Um, so I'm not locked into it. And listen, to a certain degree, I know my limitations. I don't think I could buy myself from page one to the end, crank out a movie that is 100% solid. I would love to collaborate with other minds in a room and go, let's, the four of us write this. And... This is what I'm saying, and this is what I've said. This is what people don't understand. This is, what, this is what's so hard about this business. I've tried. I've tried. And, and, and here's the sad part, and I hate to even say this, but about black people, I've tried. I've had meetings with Alex Thomas and tried to do one with Chris Spencer and uh, Buddy Lewis and sit down and go, let's do this. And initially... Yeah, motherfuckers come to the table, but because we want to show that solidarity and brotherhood. Yeah, brother. But then, you know, if motherfuckers ain't getting paid, you know, if it's too time consuming, it falls apart. And I understand you got bills to pay. You know, if 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 you got to go on the road and work a gig or do this acting gig that takes precedent over the thing that's not paying you, you got to survive. I get that. But you also have to be willing to make sacrifices. You have to be, you have to find the time to go, I know I'm not getting paid. I know this is my day off. And when you're not getting paid, you're not motivated. And you, and what's supposed to motivate you is the faith that we're going to do this because we believe in it because it needs to be done because there's not enough of us doing it. And we're going to just offer faith and belief and, yeah, brother, make it happen. And you hope that it becomes the hit you want it to be. But all of that shit is easier said than done. If you ain't getting paid and you don't want to work on your day off and you don't want to sacrifice, that's how this shit doesn't get done. But I've tried. But see, I'm going to bring up like Kevin Hart. The dude works endlessly. He has a crew of people. You, I mean, people talk about his. his He's writing. also a movie star that can afford to pay these guys. Yeah, that's true. He can afford to pay. He can, he can afford a team. He has a private plane. They can go with him. But he didn't start. They don't have to buy plane tickets. No, 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 no. They didn't. No, 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 no. His team didn't come together till he got in position. Okay. When he wasn't in position, would you think he's buying their plane tickets? No. Putting them up in hotel rooms. They'd have to come out of their own pocket to do that. And they ain't got that kind of bread. It's different once you get in. And that's the catch-22. If we could make the sacrifices, we could be put in a position to do it the right way, to do it the big way. But nobody wants to make the sacrifices. So it remains a pipe dream. Um, 
telling you, man. I, well, let me save that. Anyway, TJ, the issue of black women and their anger. And he was basing this off of, uh, I think part of it is the Tiger Woods thing. And part of it may be the Michael B. Jordan thing. Uh, to all our black female listeners, get ready. Here it come. Uh, what up, Aries? Thanks for responding to my last messages. This message is a bit longer. I honestly could care less about Steve's daughter because I can't tell apart the IG models from the reality stars. All of the video vixens, the rappers, the singers, the strippers, the porn stars, the movie stars, YouTube stars, the socialite socialite chicks, uh, they damn near look identical sometimes. So I can't tell who's who because I don't keep up with that stuff. I'm just surprised that a brother like Michael B. can't see the red flags on Steve's daughter. She was initially messing with Trey Songs, the R&B singer, and then was dealing with Lewis Hamilton, the race car driver. Then she was dating Justin Combs, P. Diddy's son. Then she broke up with Justin and moved on to sexing with sexing with Diddy. Okay. Then she dealt. Oh, then she dealt with Future, and Future has thirty plus baby mamas, and all this happened within a three four year period. And now I guess the girl can add Michael B as a notch to her belt too. So I just feel like the Italy vacation backlash that Michael B got online from American black women in 2018 forced his hand, and this is how we choose to quell their anger. It's called, and he puts in caps, pressure, and I guess he's dealing with a. a in caps, ton of it, but he's a grown man, and this is his decision slash choice, and I wish the brother the best, can't wait for Creed 3. In response to the comments about the history behind black women's anger and all that, I don't deny that true history. You are right, caps. However, answer me this. How many American black women get angry when they see Serena and Venus Williams' husband? How about Kamala Harris's husband? Their husbands are all white men. How, and then in big, bold print, angry were American black women when they used to binge watch TV program Scandal with Kerry Washington. The show was on for seven years and black women in mass would cheer every week nationwide for Kerry as she lusted hard for a white man. <clears throat> you get what I mean? I understand history and the girl next door always being a white thing. I get that. But it seems like American black women reserve their right to date, fuck, and marry interracially on any level if they so choose. And when they do, they are praised. And no one judges or bats an eye. But let one of us American black men do it. And all of a sudden, we're in big black bold print, betraying the black race and black women. And we get venom from them. When they do it, it's because they found love. When we black men do it, we are breeding and all this talk of eugenics and facial features, hair texture, and all that stuff comes up. It makes no damn sense. Aries, you and Andy also had a discussion about aesthetic types and the shapes of eyes, nose, lips, and hair texture, etc. For me, I'm similar to you, Aries. Attractive is attractive. Dark, light, medium, brown, or pale, I've seen all types, and I like it all. All ethnicities have their own unique types of beauty and ugliness, too. I've seen it all. I have no preference. Attractive is attractive. But I think one thing that we're leaving out is personality and culture. It goes back to one of your classic bits, Aries, from back in the day about how you feel more comfortable dealing with American black women. Your bit is very funny because in that regard, I am the opposite. And the truth for me is simple. A woman who is nice, friendly, loving, and caring and is attractive is more my speed. 
but you got to be careful there, brother, because when you say that, uh, you almost make it seem like you're discluding black women from that, like they're not capable of that. Now, let me finish. A woman who has those qualities of being beautiful inside and out is what turns me on personally. I like sweetness and kindness. Some of your listeners might not like what I'm about to say mm-hmm, because it's a generalization. But young American black girls and our culture in caps don't learn that kind of sweetness because they get influenced by other forces at very early age. And this influences the type of women they become. I remember last year. When I was grocery shopping, I saw some little girls in front of the grocery store selling Girl Scout cookies. It was two white girls and one Asian and two white soccer moms watching them selling the Girl Scout cookies. And I thought to myself, wow, these young girls are learning salesmanship skills, teamwork, entrepreneurship and how to be nice to people and how to sell and advertise. Let's keep it real. What do young American black girls learn at that age? They're usually learning to have an attitude and twerk their asses really hard. It's just the truth. I'm going to stop right now, dog, before I finish. And you ain't got but a paragraph left. The black women, the cocoa butter is boiling, nigga. Where black women get the burn marks on the back of their neck from the hot comb, that's the sound of the cocoa butter and the pink oil moisturizer sizzling, nigga. And I'm going to tell you where you fucking up. And I could almost tell. I, 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 okay, let me finish. So there's a reason why some American black men stop dealing with black women. It's not always eugenics, colorism, and hair texture. Sometimes it's personality and culture. Simply put, some brothers want someone who'll treat them nice. It's not the rocket science or bio-eugenics. It's about having, a ta- it's about having table manners and being a nice person. Mel Gibson's Braveheart. Are you ready for a war? <laughs> Black women are charging the field, nigga. Here's your mistake, TJ. And I've seen too many like you when I say this. And when I say like you, I don't want you to take that as an insult. Um, you are so painting a broad picture with a broad stroke. You are so painting a picture with a broad stroke. You have, And this is so often what I tell Andy. But I think the difference is... Sometimes I know what Andy means, but he doesn't always articulate it the right way. I don't think you have a problem with articulation. I think you mean what you say. And therein lies the problem is that you're not, you, again, you're painting a, 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 a picture with a broad stroke. You say that like you've been hurt and you say that like there's only like every black woman is this way. You cannot do that. Listen, I've made posts about it. There's a lot of black girls, women that twerk on Instagram, shake their ass and do all the stereotypical shit. But there's a lot of black female intelligence out there surrounded by the same kind of sexiness and beauty. You, you can see pictures of cops, female cops in uniform. And then right next to that is that same cop in her evening wear. You can see a picture of a black woman in a, dressed as a professional doctor or a nurse And next to that picture is a picture of her in her evening wear. You could see a picture of a young black woman in the military dressed in military garb. And next to that is a picture of her in her evening wear. Night and day. The the beauty is just the same. So there are a lot of nurturing, beautiful black women out there who who do just the things that you say they don't. 
And, and if you don't mean it that way, then you need to articulate it that way because that's not how that comes across. It comes across with a certain angry black man bitterness. Like you've tried to fuck with black women and you've gotten shunned and you've given up. Now, I will admit there are some black women out there who will bypass the janitor, the school worker, the nine to fiver, um, and the hardworking nigga that don't get the same kind of credit and flash that the pro baller gets or that the drug dealer gets. Or that the nigga with the Gucci belt on and all the flash who's really who really is broke, but is broke because he's paying to look rich. So there's a lot of black women who do go for the shine because they think of they think about what comes with it. But I I don't think that's just black women in general. No, no, that's women in general, yeah, period. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. a lot of black men complain about this. Yeah, I'm, try- I'm sorry to take you off your speed. Yeah, no, 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 but that's that's all. Dun, 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 dun. Dude, uh, remember this is what you're here for. I, I don't know. I don't know this dude. Uh, I, I don't know his age. Mm-hmm. I would like to say, uh, God, I'm gonna get in trouble. No, stop always thinking you're gonna get in trouble. Dude, Sometimes you may be praised. Uh, dude, I, I have a lot. I have. Uh, there's no way for a white dude to say this. I have quite a few black friends. <laughs> well, you just said it, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm a kind of a quirky dude. If you guys haven't noticed already. So my the friends that I have, a lot of my friends are kind of quirky, black or white. They're they're quirky. And I've seen how some of these black men get treated, get uh, not treated, overlooked, like you said. It's yes. the, because they are the quirkiness. quirkiness. Yeah. yeah. It's not. But quirky people are the ones that a lot of times rise in industry because they look at things different. They see things different. They have a different outlook. And, and so they have different options. And when they rise, because they have been overlooked and there's white women that think the quirkiness is cool. There are black women that think, think quirkiness yeah. is cool. Here's what the bottom line is. And this is the beauty of variety. Awkwardness, quirkiness, nerdiness, macho, swagger, confidence comes in all flavors. There's quirky Asians and there's confident Asians. And and we can go down all the racial lines. There's some of both in every race. And listen, you just have to find your match with that color. If instead of getting frustrated and going, well, it seems like all the black women don't like quirky, so the first white bitch or whoever non-black chick that come along that appreciates quirky, that's for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, don't think that there isn't a match out there, your color. Because, listen, a lot of black, and again, I said this, niggas have confidence. That's why we wear purple suits and gaiters and loud colors. We, we, we believe we look good. We believe we could pull a lot of shit off fashion-wise. With that comes a swagger. And there are a lot of black women who have swagger. Guess what? They like niggas with swagger. And if you're a quirky brother, that means you really don't have swagger. So you're going to get rejected by a lot of black women who are looking for that match. Again, if you find an Asian, a white, a Hispanic that's quirky. Racist, right? Yeah, I love that it. likes your quirky. Be happy. 
But don't think that there aren't black women. Because there's some quirky black broads out there that are nerdy too. And a lot of times they'll end up with white dudes because there is more options in quirky in the mm-hmm. white community because there's more white there's more white people and y'all are some quirky motherfuckers so that's why you dance the way you do so that's part that's part of it um yeah you know that that's <laughs> but I, I what i want to say is i didn't know his age and i think it's i think that this idea is changing though because i see the youth is different the youth is quirky the youth, some of them uh, some of them but I think it's I think it's open more to being a little different, and I'm not just talking about black community. I'm talking about in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, you know, they always used to say, "Oh, you're a nerd," and nerd used to be a negative. Mm-hmm. It's not anymore. I mean, it, it, it's 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 penetrated culture where like you you can be a little off, but they they see that we're we're doing things differently, and and I don't think that person is shunned as much as we used to be. Mm-hmm. I think there's more, you know, it, it's changed. So, I, I, but I say that in the younger, I see, I see that in the younger community. I see that in the twenties and and younger, because uh, my my kids are in that age group. My kids are twenty two and and twenty. So I, I I noticed it in the in those age groups, but yet it, it is a little different. TJ, I'd love to know more about you. Are you quirky? Are are you are you a Dungeons and Dragons? You know. Uh, every other Saturday in the basement with the rest of your friends that look like the the gang from the Big Bang Theory. It doesn't have to just be Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, well, well whatever. Yeah. Quirky niggas ain't doing fly shit. That's why they quirky. But some of them are artists. They paint. They, they, okay. They, they, they're science guys. Gang. <laughs> this is such an old man way of saying things too. <laughs> hey man, I just would love to know more about you because, like I said, I've 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 smelled your type. Uh, I've seen your type, and, and based on what you wrote and the way you wrote it, um, I think I know your type, man. Yeah, but you don't. You said there's there's someone who matches you in your color. I mean, in a real now, I'm going to get the letters in a real in a real way you of always being. Assume the worst. Yeah, man. in a in a real way of being. Is that is that what we have? I have to look for though. If you see someone that matches up with you, that you know you're a little out there, they're out there. They may- listen. This you, ain't- is that have to? Is that the first in the black community? Is that the first box that gets checked? Did you skip over then? If you if you if you decide to date someone out your race, are you skipping the first box? Is the first step always to find a black person? I- I'm just asking. Because I know Jews, no, I, I know I, Jews I, I, would I, like I, that. I, I don't. I don't want to say it should be, um, because, you know, like I said, love is hard to find. Period. So when you find it, or you think you found it, hold on to it, um, and 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 it always will boil down to internally what's your preference. But here's the reality: life ain't the movies. So when you see movies like Hitch, and you see a character like Kevin James. And he gets the blonde, skinny, lean, beautiful, model-looking chick, even though he's the awkward type of dude. That's not reality. Does that happen? Sure. Anything goes. But that's not the fucking norm. A nigga like Kevin James and that character does not get that woman. That's bullshit. It's a movie. That's fantasy. But you just said it does happen. Rarely, nigga. It's like finding dinosaur bones. Dude, but you said rarely people win the lottery, but everybody plays. Okay, but if everybody plays and... But you play because you hope that you're going to get it. Well, keep living on hope. See how far hope gets you. 
The hope is you win it. The reality is you better take your ass to your job on Monday. Because if you hoping you're going to win and you go, I ain't paying my rent and my bills because I got hope, your ass is going to be homeless. No. The reality is take your ass to work. You can keep hoping, but until you win the lottery, that nine to five is going to keep your fucking lights on. But also going back into this a little bit, reversing this a little bit, you know, you said love. And and here's the thing. I it's I'm just saying this. Love is easy, man. Love is just when you see someone you like. This is why this is why this quirky fucking like quirky people we're likable. You don't fall in love with us. You like us, and then you fall in love with us. Well, I gotta like anybody first before I love them. No, you, you see someone on the street, and you have a drink with them. You that that. That moment, that's that's there's a there's a, a, a mental. You just met them. Emotional, where you you just met them. Where you think that they're beautiful. You just met them. Yeah, yeah. You trying to fuck? Yeah, that's but that's that, what that is. That ain't love. No, but that's what most people can think of. That that no, that, no, that, that that's feeling. Lust. That's that feeling lust. that you get. That feeling goes away when you come on our chest. Yeah. But people miss what 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 you need in in a relationship. I think in the yeah, beginning, not me. I ain't no quirky nigga. Uh, Q-Vita, 1775. New fan. Oh, this is nice. Hello, Aries and Andy. I have become a new and dedicated fan by binging the podcast and now contributing to the emails. Aries, I first saw you on Nick Taturo's podcast, Breaking Bread, and you were hilarious, which prompted me to find more info and content on you. I have to say, you are grossly underrated, and that is a crime. To Andy... Never heard of you until I started listening to the podcast, and the chemistry between you and Aries is phenomenal. I am not going to lie, though. Sometimes when you try to find the benefit of the doubt on both sides, it sets me off, but it shows how good-hearted you are, try- good-hearted you are in trying to find the good and the humanity in people. Like the both of you, I love The Sopranos and have three interesting questions. What did you guys think of Horn Dog Father Phil? Did Carmella truly want AJ's college advisor, or was she just using her pussy powers to play him? Three, are you guys excited for the Many Saints of Newark prequel movie? It also features another great comedian, Joey Diaz, who like <clears throat> who looks like Big Pussy. Once again, you guys are freaking awesome, and I will be listening to every podcast that drops. P.S. Quick mic drops. Big L is one of the best New York City rappers. I second this. This is Aries Spears saying this. Aries needs more TV movie roles. Mad TV is a million times better than SNL. Much respect from Eddie. Oh, well, thank you. Um, to answer your questions, uh, one, what do you guys think of Horn Dog Father Phil? I never got that he was a horn dog. I got that he liked to use women uh, to get other things he enjoyed. Company, conversation, food, wine. I never got that he was trying to... You don't think he was trying to smash? No, because a man that's trying to smash tries to smash. And Carmella was flirting with the idea of fucking him. Yeah, but he can't because he's the priest, so... Yeah, when has that stopped him? They fucking... It wasn't a little boy. I mean, this oh, was... A... I'm glad you said it because I was going there, nigga. <laughs> it's a woman. Yeah, but if he wanted to smash, I think he would have smashed. And it's Tony though. It's but he Tony, it's Tony's wife though. He also knows that. Like if it's the regular, if it's if it's a regular civilian out there, I think if that was a true character trait, they would have established that. But he was a user. 
He used, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. I think he used women okay. to get other things, but I don't think sex was on his agenda. Um, did Carmella truly want AJ's college advisor? Was she just using a pussy? But I think it's both. I, I think she definitely liked him. No, no, really. No, no. When you said I think it's both, it sounded Jordan esque. I, well, I think it's both. <laughs> um, um, because again, remember they established throughout the series that Tony was always doing his thing, and she was a frustrated wife that had a wandering eye a couple of times, like any woman would have who's been loyal in a relationship and knows her man is a horn dog and goes, "Well, God damn it! I know every time I've been uh, cheated on, it was pretty much payback." Um, but she was going to get, she could cheat on and, Tony and get results. And get the grades. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was a little bit of both. Um, and the last question. Oh, uh, Many Saints of Newark. Yeah, I am interested. I, I, it's a mob movie, which means it's man food. Um, and I'm interested to see how Gandolfini's son, can he act? Does he have the chops? And, you know, because you'd automatically think, dude, you're playing your dad. You come from his DNA. This should be a lock. No, no, no. This is acting. So does he have it? And I want to look down from heaven. I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm just going to do a fucking job. I thought it was pretty fucking good. Um, I'd love to see it. I, I, I'm really interested in seeing Joey Diaz in it, though, too. Yeah. Joey Diaz is awesome, man. But Yeah, but Joey, I, I don't have no doubt Joey's going to bring yeah, it. He's going to kill it. He's, he's just got that. He's just got that East Coast, that rough shit. Um. To go back, it wasn't one of your questions where I, where you said I always try to see the good on both sides. I'm, I'm going to tell you, uh, in most situations, there's some I can come up with that are not good situations, but there's always two sides to each of these the, these events, and not everything is horrible, as I just uh, have pointed out before. It's not that I want to see good. I, I, I just realize that there are the two sides. I don't. I'm not going to go any deeper into that. We live somewhere, I think, as as humans, we want a better life for ourselves and for our families and for our kids. And we're somewhere in the middle of of people that are yelling and screaming at each other. That's truly how I feel. All right. That's why he's capped, man. Now we're going to go out with a bang because we got about eight minutes, uh, maybe seven or six minutes left. Uh, and I, all, I, I pre-gave Andy this email so that he could prepare for this. And I didn't. You didn't? No. You didn't do no homework? No, because I'll tell you. Go ahead. Did and you read lose it. steam? No, I just, I, go ahead I'll, and explain. All right. From one of our other pieces. Because I never actually uh, do any prep. And so I didn't want to do prep for this one either. I, I didn't think like I needed to do that. What prep? I, I, I go off what I feel. All right. All right. It's from my girl Farah. 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 No time is a good time for your love. All right. We made it 21 days into 2021 without the ancestors needing to check you, Andy. As always, shout out to Shamar and Cece. Also, thank you, Cece, for calling out the Trump enthusiasts. We have one team, a a As much as we can fall into the Andes category of these good people on both sides, after the mob of sister fuckers stormed the Capitol on January 6th, we need to hold people accountable. 
as I stood basking in my black glory. So Farrah is black. There you go. There we go. All right. Still cheesing heavy from seeing a black woman from Jamaican descent like myself. Oh, she's really black. Nigga, what you thinking? I'm blacker than you think now. If I pull out my pussy lips, you'd be looking at a batch of reasons. All right. <laughs> uh, get sworn in as VP. I listened to Andy ask Aries, am I a Trump supporter? I knew some fuck shit was about to follow. The only achievement of Trump's legacy was providing aid to Ukraine, which was weird since Putin seemed like his bootang. Other than that, his trade deal with Canada and Mexico, which was heavily influenced by NAFTA and the Trans-Pacific Partnership, he backed out of that agreement, then pretty much copied off that policy into his new trade deal. Might hopefully help us. Time will only tell. The shit was with, with, with excuse me. The shit with Israel is nothing new. Presidents have spent years coddling Israel while igno- ignoring or shitting on Palestine. The same prime minister of Israel, Netanyahu, that Trump, that sounds like some shit's what they would say, Netanyahu, <laughs> that Trump treated like how Aries would treat an abnormally shaped bitch is under criminal investigation with his own country. Farrah, I can't wait to see your ass. You better be a bad bitch the way you keep shitting on Gemma. It's either going to make sense or it's going to make sense. All right. Um, Criminal investigation within his own country. But anyways, other than that, Andy, what did Trump do that helped the common man? And yes, Trump is no longer in power and we should move on. But let's not rewrite history, my beloved. Below are some of the in effect deregulation policies Trump enacted. Everyone learns, loves to cream their shorts over deregulation. But do you truly know what is being deregulated? Uh, Endangered Species Act pretty much fuck polar bears. Temporary H2A affects temporary personal labor, a.k.a. Mexicans and rapists or murderers. Throwback. Visa flexibilities. Also, why does no one mention that they ended up paying for whatever that uh, no one uh, mentioned that they ended up paying for whatever wall he built instead of Mexico paying for it? Traveling with service animals. Didn't you complain once about people bringing little nug nug on planes? Well, Trump and company made it easier for people to bring their pet iguanas on planes as emotional support animals. But that's good and helpful to the American public, right? Using electric bikes and national parks. Pretty much fuck Yellowstone and all his bitches. Oil drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Again, a large fuck you to the environment. Community Reinvestment Act reform. This one really bothers me. Ask all those in the words of DL, shoe booty Negroes. Why do you support Trump? This act was put in place to stop banks from redlining who they give loans to for houses. Who are the banks? Who are the banks usually discriminating against when they uh, discriminate against when giving out homes and business loans? Ah, the niggas. Uh, Title four, sexual assault re- uh, regulations. Everybody gets to grab them by the pussy now. Movement of genetically engineered organisms, meaning they stop the research on GMOs so companies don't have to worry about those pesky rules and not poisoning the customers. I could go on and on, Andy. 
You once said we need more education, and you were so right. We need better education, less social media, and you need some gingo biloba stat. As for black men supporting Trump, it all goes back to the misogyny I mentioned in the last email in terms of why Hispanics seem to flock to Trump. It's that macho, that machismo, uh, defiance of tradition, reality TV drama like persona, religious bullshit, and historically 10% of African American tend to vote Republican. When I think of the Trump black male voter, a Corey Honkham 5150 fan comes to mind. Also, Aries, you are the Helena of Troy of the 5150 nation. Peace and hair grease. Fever. Fever. Well, don't close it. I'm not. No time is a good. White people always interrupt rhythm. No time is a Good time for your love. Now that I know you, Negro. All right. Yeah. You close. And it's open Open. back up. I don't even know where to start with her. Um, Listen. Let's do this. I'm not going to go through these all one by one. Because it's going to take forever. Uh, A lot of the deregulations that you talk about... um, Listen, first of all, let's back all the way up. Did I ask Aries, I go, am I a Trump supporter? I asked Aries so that he can explain because Aries is around me more that he knows who I am as a person so that it isn't personal, whether I say, like I just said earlier in this, I think that most of us are in the middle, that we want a better life. We want a better life for our families. And everybody on the left and right is yelling at each other on the extremes. That's really how I feel about it. But as you brought up deregulation, deregulation has, uh, has issues. Uh, I don't like a lot of things that Trump did. Most of the things that Trump did, I don't like. That doesn't mean that there wasn't things that are in there that aren't helpful. Uh, when I, what I brought up was is that the media has, and what you have, is everything that Trump did wrong. I, I have a list of everything Obama did wrong. I have a list of everything that Bush did wrong. I have a, you know, you, everyone has made tons of mistakes. Trump, his face was the, I mean, his face of, uh, uh, he was the face of everything that was wrong in the country at this time uh, with uh, socially, more so than anything else. Uh, I didn't want him as the president. I didn't vote for him to be president. I wanted, uh, we needed to move away from it because in a social way, it was ruining the country. more so than the economics of what he was doing. Um, I said that I wanted to hold the media accountable. So I'm going to give you an example of something that just happened so that you could understand what I mean by education. Uh, Biden just uh, just did a... uh, See, I need my ginkgo biloba. He just did his... his, What what he writes in... uh, Policy? No, but... Whatever it is that they, when the president... The president doesn't have the ability to make law, so they write those... uh, the thing that I, I'm sorry, man. What is the fucking name of it? I don't know. Man. You know when they write. Little, Poli- I thought it was policy. Yeah, but there's a there's a name for it. Fuck. Anyway, so he just enacted uh, that he just he enacted the the change that in the federal government there would be no more pay for prisons. And the media came out and said, he did it. He did what he said he was going to do. He got rid of pay for prisons, for-profit prisons. He did it. And that was on CNN. It was on MSNBC. It was this great, 
he did what he said he was going to do and look at what he's doing and the changes he made. The federal prisons are less than 10% of the, uh, of prisons for profit. It's the States. He didn't make any changes there. I have no problem with him making this change. It's the start. I have a problem with the media miseducating people that it, he did it. He didn't do it. He started to do it. This is where the problems are. This is where I want honesty and, and, and truth in media. I, and let me rephrase it again because I keep saying media. And I got to realize that I'm an old person and we no longer have uh, a media that was for the people. It's, this media is actually by people. It's by the people and, and the big names in media now so they don't get scooped to come out with information uh, that they haven't even verified. So I need journalists to give out proper information. The only person who gave out proper information on this was the New York Times. And I was like, the New York Times was one of those people that really fucking held Trump to the fire. But they're also seeming like they're going to hold Biden in the fire. And that's all I asked for. So whatever you come up with right here, all these, these things, uh, I, I want to know, let's see. What, oh, and then the Israel one. Okay, here's the other thing. I'm not a Zionist. Oh, here come the Jew. What but, is this velvet? But you just you said but you said something about Palestinians. Listen, I believe that everybody has a right to live and to thrive. I think we have some serious issues in Israel. I don't like the way Israel's being run. Um, but again, I'm not pro. I'm not. I don't believe in what's happening. Um. But here's here's the bigger problem, and you just you just threw this out there. What do you know about the Six Day War? What do you know about the war that happened in 1960 when Israel was just a fledgling little teeny sliver of land that uh, part of, well, one king wanted Israel to be there, um, and they're this little group, and they get attacked by the Arab countries around them, and they were forced. Uh, they did the right thing. They gave part of the land back, but they kept parts of land that would, would protect them. And they did that again when there was another war that wasn't just six days. It was lasted over a month and they kept more land. Uh, and now what they're doing, I don't agree with because you're displacing. I don't know if I want to use the word display. Yeah. You, 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 it, it, it's occupying people that had had access to things forever and now that that it's not available to them but there's there's more to this and there's the governments of both israel and both uh whichever government you want to use for the for the palestinians this is a bigger problem and you try to sum it up in in two and a sound bite that you got off some list this is why i didn't do any of the research because i already know these things and you need to do some research so that you know what you're talking about, and it's just not a list. Do I like what Trump did with Israel? Do I? Let, let's even back it up. Netanyahu. Netanyahu. This is this this is a bad situation. And when you talked about occupied territories, uh, let's you have to go back even further that the Palestinians this was never their land. They've always been occupied by someone. Not that that's right, but this adds another wrinkle to the problem. And uh, this is a huge problem. But you minimize things with these little paragraphs. Like he did the drilling, drilling, uh, his oil drilling. Some of what's happening right now because of, uh, uh, of loosening up some of these regulations, we have more money to reinvest right now into uh, 
solar power into electric power and it's happening uh, gm just announced that they'll be off uh gas-powered cars i think in 2035 this is where uh it's being done by the market is moving us into this direction and this is the better parts for us uh i know people complained about trump and his uh, uh he actually raised the price uh, and it ended up costing um the consumer more because you raise the price of with the tariffs, it, it's costing us more. But the reason those prices got raised is because we couldn't manufacture it here for the same prices because of our regulations. So it's raised the price of them so that we can actually get more competitive in some of this. Do I like Trump as a person? No. Do I think that all of his policies were bad? No. Do I think all of his policies were good? No. It's that simple. But I can say the same with Obama. I can say the same with Bush. I can say the same with Reagan. I can say the same with other British policies. my boo-boo name out your mouth. The other problem that I have, uh, that we did this all based on race, and we made him a racist, like with the wall. When you talk about the wall in here, the wall has always had support from both sides until Trump made this a racial issue, and then he knew, he he put the push the nuclear button on uh, the wall. The wall had money before Trump was ever there. Both Republicans and Democrats approved the wall and the spending for the wall before Trump was ever around. He just was able to make this part of his deal. And when we talk about racism in this country, and we talk about you want to make Trump the racist, I'll, I'll t- take you back. And and Aries likes to say that Trump is the worst president. I don't think he's the worst president. I think it should be Herbert Hoover, uh, not Herbert. Sorry. Um, Woodrow Wilson, who brought us uh, Jim Crow and, and and the and the Federal Bank. Well, despite what Andy says, I know I was the best president. I know Michelle and my daughter Sasha Malef, uh would back me up on that. Uh, I know Andy doesn't think so, but uh, my record uh, shows it. And besides all that, of all the presidents we had that have been white, uh, guess who has the bigger dick? What if there was a really big dick president out there and we don't know about him? It was Obama, nigga. You think so? I told you he's mixed. He got a white mother and a Kenyan fucking father. He got big dick and ridiculous nuts. Okay. I, I really was going to go into a different direction but with this, with where you're going right uh, now. My daddy was Kenyan, which means uh, one of my balls is bigger than the other. Uh, the potency is black. I bleed chicken grease and black woman hair nigger juice. I was just thinking that it's such a it was such a man's world, especially at the beginning of uh, of the United States when the presidents. I just imagine there's a table somewhere where they drop their dick on the table and mark it, like when you're a little kid. Yeah. So that the next president come in, no matter what, you they would just say, you know, Washington's dick. And then, you know. It's like a measuring thing? Yeah, so that the other oh. one would go, where do I compare to? Right. Okay, you the, might be right. It's know. just because of that. But I, I'm sorry, I took you No, no, that's okay. Uh, I don't even remember. What was I saying? Do you remember? How bad do you want to fuck Oh, uh, no, 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 no. No. Uh, uh, did you see how that came together? What? I said, how bad do you want to fuck Farrah? No, 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 in bed and she's like boo boo you ain't gonna play no wait 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 wait. she's jamaican you just said but she's part jamaican oh part yeah boo boo you ain't gonna play no music uh before we fuck and you go sure click 
Uh-uh. No, you didn't just play that Jewish shit. I'm a black woman. Boy, let me turn the music on. Click. Fairer, fairer. No time is a good time for your love. Yeah, I'm an Al Green dude. Okay, fuck it, though. You're going to get down. You bring in Al Green. Uh, there's just so many just little, like, these little nuggets that you just throw out there. Like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Read. Uh, there's so much more that goes into this. You know what's bad? Our government is bad. The way that we write laws are bad. The way that we put in all these actions are bad because they're benefiting someone. And all I've ever said is, if you really want to look at something, who makes the money off these? And then that, see if you agree with the people that are making the money. And if you agree with them, then maybe it's a good, it's, it, it, something's good is coming out of it. But generally, somebody who has way more money than anybody that I know is making the money out of it. So you, the ancestors called me and told me to tell you, stop trying to call them on me. I, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, don't be trying to contact Rand Foots. <laughs> the nigga with the slave name. How I feel about Andy and his criticisms of, of his assessments on colloquial uh, politics. I ain't, I ain't supposed to know a word like colloquial. I, I'm going to give you one uh, uh, on the GMOs. And I'm against the GMOs. And I, and I really think that we do need a lot more research on it. But we have more people in this world than ever before. And we have more fed people in this world than ever before. Now, I would like to know what happens as we alter this food. I think we need a lot more research in it. But we have a lot less starving people in this world because of it. So well, You let Farrah tell it. Uh, some of the food we eat is the reason why some women are shaped like chicken McNugget bitches. <laughs> uh, the Title IV, sec- I don't know the se- Title IV sexual assault regulations. I wasn't going to go through this, everyone, but when you say everybody, I know that some of my friends who got tickets for peeing outside are, are, are registered sex offenders now. <clears throat> that's terrible. So they shouldn't have been peeing on those kids, though, but that's beside the point. The point is, if you got caught peeing outside, you can be registered as a sex offender. So I don't know what these laws well, are. I ain't peeing outside because if I do, I'm gonna have to. I might get arrested by A B. You see, you. I'm sure your list is is solid. I'm sure you looked into it a little bit. There's more to it though. So do some more research if you want. Talk about it. We'll talk about it. But God, I can't wait to see you in Portland. Do do some more research. Don't just come at Sarah, me with little. You better be a bad bitch. Little bullet points. You just ma- you keep shitting on Gemma to all the fellas. <laughs> I don't like. I, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. Instagram, Gemma, Gem Star. Am I fucking crazy? Yeah, man. And I want to hear from more than just Mookie. Am I fucking crazy? Yeah, man. You out your fucking it's mind. It's not nigga. that. You're crazy as fuck. It's ridiculous. You are crazy as fuck, nigga. No, man. I drink that bitch's diarrhea water, nigga. With a ladle. No, you wouldn't. Absolutely. No, you wouldn't. wouldn't. Yeah. Dude, it's I I seen the pictures, man. You're you're coming from a white man's perspective. No, I'm coming from like a man who would like to be able to have some ability to move the girl well, around. Then, nigga, that's on you. You Get think your... you're gonna you think you're gonna pull around, you push crazy around? Crazy as a motherfucker, nigga. Like a like like I'm fighting a four year old nigga. Get tossed all over the room. Maybe for 10 seconds, 12 <laughs> seconds, and you're done. 
All Dude, right. I saw you try to, cry, to try to jump over the fence. That's different. <laughs> Pussy is a motivator, motherfucker. <laughs> but you still let, have... let Gemma be on the other side of the Trump wall. I'm jumping over that motherfucker like an Olympian. Yeah, right. I'm telling you, you could put pussy underneath the underneath the the uh, the backboard, and you still ain't slam dunking right. anything. All right, nigga, you, you you shit. Fuck with me if you want to. I think that's it. It is it. All right, uh, Gemma. I mean, uh, look at that, <laughs> Farrah. You know we love you, baby. Uh, like you can't even get her out of your mind, Gemma. I'm telling you, nigga, that's laser etched in there, man. Uh, Farrell, uh, thank you, sweetie, for writing in. Can't wait to see you in Portland. Um, girl, you better be on point. Because if you're not, I'm going to let you have it. And even if you ain't on point, I still might let you have it. <laughs> Just so you fucking can get it. Netanyahu. Yeah, yeah. The four ends. Noir, nigga, nigga, and Netanyahu. Oh, yeah, we didn't even get into your Pinot Noir bullshit. The hood this, is spoken. This nigga nigga wants some noir with Nahu. <laughs> I couldn't even get that right. <laughs> this nigga nigga wants some noir with Netanyahu. Well, Incidentally, and then it's split on that. Um uh, Johnson, she actually she didn't even write an email. She just wrote wine names. Um she said Yeah, we gotta oh, get I, think I erased it. But anyway, uh there were some people who agreed with Andy. Uh, one person, I forget who wrote me, said E-40 makes and drinks his own wine because, um, you know, he's from the Bay. And in that area of California, wine is big. And I'm joking, but I'm serious. Yeah, he drink too much wine, which is why that nigga raps the way he does. Come and grab with a 40 with a nigga. And the nigga bring the hood when I say that. When we're on drink champs. Somebody once said E-40 raps like he's got something hot in his mouth. <laughs> But go ahead, you say what? Someone said when we were on Drink Champs, Noriega talked about drinking uh, Pinot Grigio and Pinot Noir. Yeah, he's so, a weird nigga though. He, you know, nah, man, you, I think he drinks everything. You underestimate the hood, is what I was saying. I, underma- I underestimate Pinot Noir. You under you underestimate people in the hood. People, it, it, they. Niggas yeah. don't drink wine. Yeah, everybody drinks wine. Not everybody drinks wine, but everybody, I mean, it's wine. And if you're going to have wine, have a good wine. And Pinot Noir is fucking this shit. All right. Um, artist from, I want to say this song is called Pressure, from Giovanni Dubosi. This nigga sounds like he drinks wine. Giovanni Dubosi. The third? No numbers, just, you know. <laughs> At the real Giovanni six oh nine at G Well, that's his email. Why would he give me that? Anyway, a uh, song is called Pressure. Uh, he didn't really give me his handles, but anyway, enjoy Giovanni Debose. Is he the Debose or Debose? You don't want to give him the email. They can email him directly. Oh, okay, yeah. T H R E T H R E T H E R E A L G I O V A N N I six zero nine at Gmail. Dot com the real Giovanni six zero nine at gmail.com. What's the dude who hates that we do this at the end? Eric Venable. Yeah, yeah, you have his email now, Eric. You, yeah, you, let this motherfucker know how you feel. <laughs> it's like that great scene in Carlito's Way with Al Pacino <laughs> when uh, Sean Penn was upset that the Italian mobster was dancing with Gail, and he called him all kind of spicks and wops. You know, you shouldn't hold nothing like that inside. 
You should let them know how you feel. So let them know how you feel, man. It's called pressure. See you niggas next week. Oh, and always email me, Spears 45 at Hotmail, so we can read your shit and your opinions on this bitch, too. Don't forget we're in uh, Kansas right now. You can come at Kansas City Improv. Uh, come check us out this week. Gates Barbecue, like we always get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited. I got you excited. like, whoa, Vicky. Nigga. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got excited right there. There you go. We out. On love, don't crack under pressure. Baby, I'm blind. I put them diamonds on my bitch. I'm making her shine. I see them niggas that hitting the counter me. Y'all they knows my time. I can't do no lesser. Way too far, can't measure. I'm just applying the pressure. I never fold my thoughts on love, don't crack under pressure. Baby, I'm blind. I put them diamonds on my bitch. I'm making her shine. I see them niggas that ain't encountering me, y'all they know it's my time, I can't do no lesser, way too far, can't measure, I'm just applying the pressure and I gotta make it out, there's too many waiting for me to fall, I gotta stack it tall, I see they waiting now, it be too many thoughts on my head just for me to be playing out lately, I'm falling back, pop out of my city, I know that they with me, I know the mess so much is on my mind, gotta pray for my mom, and I keep my seats on recline, I move on a daily, I move with your lady, I'm pursuing the lady, she sent me the attic She calling me daddy, I might bring up to you, I maybe I feel like a legend In the water, my own by myself I survive with a weapon, I drip like a mess And if you run up on me, my dog And they with me, he will make you a lesson Mmm, it's a lot of times, baby You been on my mind, baby You know that you fine, baby And I'm in the fact going miles I need a hundred and a thousand of spikes on my feet Like I'm basil water dripping all around me But I'm not a child, I'm giving up smoke like a mouse Can you feel it, baby?